0: Oh really? Before we start, do you ever see John Alston down there anymore? Once a while. Do you have? When's the last time you saw him? Oh, oh shit. Because no. <laughs> no, we've been trying to find him too. He's the guy that does a voiceover for our show. You and guys
1: might be hearing. You might be hearing a ghost introduce. I haven't him. seen him in like.
0: <laughs> no, I haven't seen him in a little over a year or heard from him. Well, and it's
1: less than that because he came up for uh, the funeral thing. So not his. So, le- uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> so it was at gave least
1: him an idea no, five I'm or kidding. six
0: months ago. Yeah, the last time we yeah, saw it's him. been a while since we saw him.
2: And as long as there's no like tributes posted on his page or something, right? Like oh, yeah. Yeah. all right, yeah. But That's he doesn't fair. have a Facebook. Oh, he doesn't.
0: Yeah, no. I
1: thought he still uh, had it. No. Nice. My yeah, yeah, <laughs>
0: <I> yeah. <laughs> I mean. It's digitally dead. Anyway, all right, and here we are. <laughs> Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago,
3: oh, Stab's job, team of comedy scientists commissioned comedy. four specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they'll now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience in That's a you. show called <laughs> stab. Stab.
0: stab. Oh my God, what to stab! Goes, yeah. Yes! Yes! Yeah. <laughs> Rejoice! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rejoice! I did just confirm that John Alston is alive. Rejoice! He is risen. Oh, he is risen. Nick Aragon confirmed it. Uh, oh. Guys, are you ready to meet your uh, contestants? These people right here. I'm going to give their names out right now. Corey Barringer, right Stephen Ferris, yeah. Benjamin Harshaw, yeah. Jesse Jones, Jesse Jones. Very good. Welcome. I'm John Morris Rock <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Stab. That was a good intro. Yeah. That was a good intro. That felt oh, real good. Alston's oh, Alston's alive. That's good. No, how did you figure out? Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, he was tweeting of two days ago. Oh, was was he? shit. Yeah. Well, really? Maybe if you followed him on Twitter, all, know, all I, this I, time, <laughs> all this time at John Alston could have solved this fucking riddle for us.
4: was two days
0: ago, before that was three days ago. He's... <laughs> Jesus yeah. He could have scheduled these out, those posts out. Huh?
2: What did he say? I want to know what he said. Please help, I'm dying. Globes. Hashtag Globes. last breath. Yeah.
0: Oxygen level low. <laughs> Very
1: good. How long can someone hold their breath asking for me? Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Hope my phone battery doesn't run. Okay. <laughs> I wanna know what he's actually saying. Yeah, well, all right. Well <laughs> Enough of the rigmarole. What did he actually, Yeah, what did what did, wait, can you can you be on just you, the last one? The last thing he tweeted was uh, bad T V
3: show pitches, hashtag bad TV show pitches the apprentice celebrity apprentice. So it's like a great joke, but it no. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But it confirms a fact. Yeah. Pro-
1: proof of life doesn't usually come with a ch- big shuffle. So that's yeah. fine. Yeah. A wellness check. <laughs> it usually doesn't end that hilarious, he
0: right? He should be. That's <laughs> what I was gonna say. Yeah, that joke deserves murder. So, yeah. Ugh. Anyway, let's go ahead and play stab. Uh, we're all in a better mood. Uh, this first segment. Wait, let's wait. Let's play stab. You probably turn the hold on. down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know this. Okay.
5: Best laid plans.
0: Let's play stab. <laughs> there, there we go. <laughs> We could edit that out. No, normally I would. <sighs> well, Merry Christmas. All right. Uh, this, this first segment's called Reorganization. Uh, please take this existing acronym. Not existing acronym. Please take this acronym I made up uh, and reimagine it. Uh, what does it now stand for? Who or what does it now represent? Uh, being that last Wednesday was my 41st birthday. Yeah. Uh, six days before Christmas. Uh, today's acronym is Bullshit. B-U-L-L-S-H-I-T. Corey, what does bullshit mean to you?
5: Well, I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but apparently there's a new secret society going by this acronym, and they are not to be trifled with. According to a very convincing Vice article I skimmed earlier today, a group of young boys have been meeting once a week to exchange various techniques in the fine art of burglary. They dress in dapper and dandy outfits, no doubt to compensate for how revolting their faces are. A staggering amount of recent robberies have been traced back to this nefarious club, and if you're not careful, you might just be the next victim of a bunch of ugly little lads sharing home invasion tips. <laughs> yeah.
0: Very good. Bunch of little lads sharing home invasion tips. Very good. Steve Ferris, what is bullshit? mean to you.
2: Okay, well I put um, (laughs) good uh, big unionized labor litigation strikers helping industry teamsters. Okay. (laughs) And uh, I didn't really have a lot to say about it. (laughs) Other than than, it's just a bunch of lawyers uh, who have unionized in order to extract their fair share of dues in exchange for helping the Teamsters unions.
0: Okay. That's real. Okay. (laughs) Very good, Steve. Thank you. You you just made a cause. Yeah, thank you for (laughs) making something real happen. Very good. Benton Harshaw, what does bullshit mean to you?
6: Uh, Not as smart as what he just did. Uh, (laughs) Mine's also an organization, and this is their uh, ad. Um, Ever get cut off in traffic? Ever have your significant other say they don't need a jacket when they ask for yours later? Ever have John Ross give you way too big of a word for the reorganization prompt? (laughs) We all need to deal with the people that cause us bullshit in our lives. So call bullshit. Bullies upset, leaving losers shattered horrendously in tears. (laughs) Fuck you, John. Uh, We know the name is pretty subtle, so we'll explain. We're a nonprofit that situates local bullies with whoever is aggravating you in your life. It's a simple three-step process. Find the source of your bullshit. Call one of our bullies to your location and tell the bully that the source of your bullshit called insult on his honor. Boom. Instant solution. Any of our bullies will be at your location as fast as their stepdad can drive them there. We do DMVs, any family gatherings with your in-laws there, or school plays. Our bullies can be of any age, so any target is viable. Cost is negotiable, but this month we're having a special if your target hosts a podcast. (laughs) We also have several plans that can be requested if you think your bullshit needs special treatment. We have the Cobra Kai plan, where a group of bullies that know karate will beat up your bullshit. It will only apply to Italians that recently moved into the neighborhood. (laughs) We have the Mean Girls plan, where Tina Fey will tell several teenage girls mean things to yell at your bullshit. (laughs) And lastly, the Murder plan. Diversity is very important to bullshit, so we have a wide variety of bullies to choose from multiple ethnic or cultural backgrounds, but most of them are white. <laughs> <laughs> our founder, our founder, Sid from Toy Story, believed that regardless of who you are, you deserve the feeling of inflicting pain on those that cause your menial harm. Thank you.
0: Very good. <laughs> very good. Thank you. Thank you, Benton. for. I just referencing a franchise just as old as yourself. <laughs> <That's very laughs> good. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> You're a good boy. Uh, Jesse. Uh, I have wait. a beard now. You can't talk to me that That's way. W- is that what that is? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you got mugged by it. Yeah, which
1: 14-year-old did you get that beard from?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When do you start working in the coal
1: mine? That's what I want to know. <laughs>
5: John, he's trying. <laughs>
1: Get off him.
5: I learned it
6: from you.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, Benton, Benton was 13 years old when we started STAB.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: yeah, I wish that wasn't true.
0: <laughs> you are a good boy, though, Benton. <laughs> I mean, there's there's certainly a progression of beards on stage. I know, yeah. <laughs> I know. Corey is winning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, He's, he's stage five. Everything. Good, you got a good beard there, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Daddy. <laughs> All right, are we done? No, we're not done yet. No, would, still you, like this, to, would still you like to? We got this to do overwritten this? bullshit. Would you like to do this prompt? Yeah, might as well. Okay, Jesse, uh, what does sort of like this one? What does bullshit mean to you?
1: Uh, I didn't realize we were gonna have two sets of tips today, so just just be on the lookout for that. Uh, <laughs> hey there, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Willem statutory Guilford. <laughs> Most of my friends just call me Billy Don't Ask. I'm an uncle on account of I got a bunch of half-brothers and sisters because my daddy didn't like being tied down. <laughs> and their kids is the closest I'm ever going to get to have an offspring of my own because you'd be surprised which states ain't outlawed chemical castration over some nickel and dime bullshit. <laughs> anyway, don't many of them like it much when I come round, so it's been pretty limited to when I get to, to talk with my nieces and nephews and give them a learning about the real world that their prissy fucking parents ain't never going to school them to. <laughs> so every Thanksgiving, when I get stuck at the card table with the kids, I take the opportunity to pass on some of my bullshit to them. Basic Uncle Life Lessons, Six Helpful Informative Tips. <laughs> <laughs> Tip one You ain't sure somebody's cool You ask that motherfucker if they's a cop (laughs) If he says he ain't a cop And you still don't believe him Punch him in the fucking face once If they a cop Punching them is going to be a lighter sentence Than whatever the fuck else you was about to do With somebody you thought wasn't a fucking cop before (laughs) Tip one and a half Because it's almost as important as tip one if you punch a good dude in the face because you thought he was a cop, and turns out they wasn't, they's gonna understand you a straight shooting some bitch who knows the fuck he's doing, and they're gonna understand and respect that shit. And then you, then you got yourself a rock slinger, ain't never gonna short you.
4: <laughs>
1: Long as your twenties keep smelling like sad bruised girls doing the afternoon shift on the pole <laughs> over at Beaver Peepers. Tip Double Deuce. Get good at whatever video games in the liquor store near the high school. <laughs> Pretty soon, you'll be the go-to honcho big fuck of buying fruity-flavored Sixers for them fucking jock seniors and get that respect like you didn't get the first time round.
4: <laughs>
1: and Tip Ocho. You ever find out your rental late of the evening got a surprise handle under that skirt? Don't flip your shit like a fucking amateur. Tug and be tugs, how Billy Don't Ask runs his life. Because there ain't no five o'clock shadow when the lights go down.
0: <laughs> very good, very good. <laughs> Did you skip a bunch? No. Okay, you just said six. Go, okay, yeah. All right, I, said, I said six, okay. and then only did four. And, yeah. then, <laughs> and then said eight in Spanish. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very good. All right. <laughs> oh, well, that's the end of that segment. Look at that. The, the sound effect re- was right on time.
1: <laughs> I realized that six would have been very long, and that four actually made sense for the character to count as six. Okay. So, very good. Very good. Sorry for behind making, the
0: scenes. Sorry for making you explain. That. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this next segment uh, is the second segment of the show. If you're counting. Um, <laughs> called the top five Google searches of. Uh, please have composed the top five Google s- searches from the perspective of Miss Claus, Mrs. Ms. MRS Claus. Uh, we'll do one at a time. Corey, what's your uh, first of five <laughs> Google searches?
5: Are candy canes keto? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very good. Steve, we'll wait.
2: <laughs> uh, how do the brakes on Santa's sleigh fail? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Benton.
6: Why is my husband the only one that gets mail? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we landed on four different
4: Mrs.
1: Clauses. Uh, <laughs> my first is peppermint flavored ball
0: gag.
4: <laughs>
0: okay. So, usually we do, uh, well, we used to do the top five, and then I- I'm supposed to adjust it to top three, but I forgot mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah. So this is gonna be a long. Round. It's gonna be long. Yeah. Okay, uh, you're second of five. <laughs> no horse in a Yeah.
5: How to remove chimney stains? Okay.
2: Yeah. Just go. <laughs> okay. Uh, North polka dance moves. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>.
6: Okay. <laughs> Why aren't kids sad that Mrs. Claus isn't real? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Candy cane striped strap on with white fur straps.
5: Very good. <laughs> Tim Allen net worth. <laughs> uh,
2: house, er, house elf law applied to Christmas elf sock. <laughs> You, you don't always search for whole sentences. Just the, <laughs> just the key words. So That's she's, true. She's trying to figure out, do the, the laws that apply to house elves yep. right. also apply to Christmas elves? So if I give one of my Christmas elves a sock, <laughs> is that going to free the Christmas elf? That's what she's trying to do. Seems is, like there's going to need to be follow-up searches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does your
6: bullshit organization deal with that type of law? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're going to get to that. Later <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> foreshadowing. Uh, husband gives gifts to children we don't know. Red flag question <laughs> mark.
1: <laughs> uh, leather paddle with word naughty, deep engraving.
4: <laughs> All right.
5: <laughs> You're fourth of five, I believe. How to remove elf stains? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Polar eyes ca- cap time left. <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh,
6: how to tell if the tooth fairy is getting thirsty. <laughs> that's, a, that's a mythical affair joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right.
1: Battery operated light up vibrating nose. <laughs> All right.
5: <And laughs> You're sorry job. I chose this direction. <laughs> Pornhub Krampus.
2: (laughs) Uh, Reindeer won't eat lethargic.
6: (laughs) Where to bury dead grandma my husband brought home.
1: (laughs) Uh, Latex, full zip-up gimp suit, size junior husky,
0: bulk order discount question mark. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Very good. That was the top five Google searches from the perspective of Miss Claus. Which brings us to our next segment. Are you getting ready to leave, Nick? Okay. You, <laughs> you can leave whenever you want. I, I do want to say I do want to say goodbye though when you <laughs> this next segment. Uh, I miss you. This next segment's called This Was Today Once. I have affection for my friends. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, on this date. 1967, the first man to undergo human to human heart transplant dies in Cape Town, South Africa, uh, having lived for 18 years after the transplant. 18 days, I'm sorry. 18 yeah, days. 18 very different. 18 <laughs> Subtle days. but yep, important yep, difference. Yeah. yeah <laughs> 18 days. Uh, also on this very date, 1935, American talk show host and producer Phil Donahue was born. Uh, how do you celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem?
5: Well, to be perfectly honest, today was rough. I awoke to the crushing certainty that it was the 82nd consecutive year of not being invited to Phil Donahue's birthday. <laughs> I'll concede the first 55 since I wasn't born yet, but the last 27 have really stung. <laughs> At this point, I'm convinced he's trying to hurt me. And you know what? It's working. What I can't understand is why. Here we have a man famous for his ability to reason and see both sides of an issue, yet somehow incapable of returning a single one of my carrier pigeons. I don't trust the post office. <laughs> well, enough is enough. After destroying this year's commemorative Roma, which is a Phil Donahue show diorama, you can see why I had the good sense to abbreviate that, <laughs> I set out to solve my woes in the most sensible way possible. Transplanting my heart and replacing it with someone that doesn't love Phil Donahue. <laughs> this, of course, created another challenge altogether for who among us does not love Phil Donahue? The answer, I was unsurprised yet nonetheless devastated to discover, was no one. And having completed step one of the procedure, removal of my heart, without fully preparing for step two, obtaining a new heart, I died. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, well, very very good, Corey Beringer. Thank you. <clears throat> very good. Stephen Ferris, on this date, 1795, English priest, hunter, and dog breeder Jack Russell was born. Uh, also on this very date, 1969, Diana Ross performs her final TV appearance as a Supreme on the Ed Sullivan Show. How'd you choose to celebrate these things all mixed up?
2: Okay, well, I was thinking back, and... Uh... <clears throat> A childhood friend of mine had a Jack Russell Terrier named Hobbs, uh, named after the cartoon Calvin and Hobbs. Because um, the dog, it was a real uh, trouble troublemaker. Okay. <laughs> As, you know, Jack Russells uh, tend to be. And, uh, you know, so I, I remembered that dog. That was part of the celebrations. Um, <clears throat> he used to... Uh, bite the tires of moving cars, and folklore had it that uh he had grabbed on so hard that the tire pulled him along with it, even rolling over him, so the dog is is spinning around in circles on this tire um I think they people said he had been run over like three or four times uh-huh. and lived uh-huh. you know <laughs> uh <laughs> And I just thought, wow, and with uh, the Diana Ross thing happening in 1969, people were, all, were always making uh, 69 jokes. And in my mind, you know, I never actually saw the dog do this, this thing. I'd see him, you know, chase our car when we left or something. You know, after I hung out with my friend, you know, then we don't hang out forever, so we leave. <laughs> And then the dog would would chase the car, and it was he was right there, he was on it. I never actually saw him bite the tire, um, but I imagine that a dog that that would look like a '69 kind of, because there's an arc, <laughs> right. there's an arc to it. Sure, sixes and nines are curved, and there's, there's an arc. It's like the dog '69ing the tire, and. Uh, just uh, give me a second. Okay. <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> All right. Very good. Very good. No one wastes time like you, Steve. <laughs> You're so good at it.
2: I well, only had so much time to write this stuff, so You're any right. way to, to spread it out. Okay. He's yeah. trying to do Very it. Good. still doing it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Benton. Benton Harshaw, on this date, 1909, the first junior high school was established in Berkeley, California. Uh, also, on this very date. <laughs> I feel profiled. <laughs> <laughs> did not do that on purpose. 1909, first junior high school established in Berkeley, California. Also, on this date, 2011, uh, health authorities began slaughtering 17,000 chickens. After a carcass infected with H5N1 is found at a poultry market in Hong Kong, uh, how do you celebrate these things all together?
6: Uh, I celebrate the events by going to the Berkeley Junior High students, and I gave them a pitch for a new school fundraiser. Okay. So, <laughs> here's my—that was my transition into this character. <laughs> hey kids, my name's Ben, and I'll be organizing this year's school fundraiser. We're mixing it up a bit this year, and you will not be selling cookie dough to your relatives that can be bought for much less money at a grocery store. As you know, recently a chicken with the H5N1 virus was found in a poultry mart, and 17,000 other chickens may have the virus. So this year's fundraiser is a chicken murder hunt. (laughs) <laughs> Sponsored by Scholastic Books. <laughs> the Chinese government has contracted American junior high students to kill the chickens and will be flying you to Hong Kong tomorrow. Now, you might be wondering, is this all work and no play, Benton? Of course not. We have prizes. For every chicken you render without a pulse, we give you five cluck bucks. <laughs> You can redeem these to get prizes. The first one for five Cluck Bucks is a copy of the Chicken Run DVD. We hope this first prize will motivate you to not let them escape. For 60 Cluck Bucks, you'll be allowed one phone call back to your family in the U.S. For 80 Cluck Bucks, you get a hula hoop. For 100, you get a $20 Chick-fil-A gift card. You might want to wait on that one. For 200, we'll give you back your luggage. For 200... (laughs) For 220, you get a mystery package. Ooh. (laughs) It'll probably be one of the chickens you should murder. For 300 we'll get you two tickets to Spider-Man: Into the Spider-Verse. I'd use it on this one. It's a pretty good movie. <laughs> for 400 and this is where it gets good, we'll give you full internet access. And don't worry, Chinese internet is just as good as the American one. There's no difference. <laughs> now for 800, you will get a brand new drone. We recommend you use it for chicken hunting because the final prize for 1000 cluck bucks is your flight back to the US. <laughs> Go Panthers. <laughs>
0: very good, Brendan Harshaw. Very, very good. Jesse Jones. Yeah. Today is crossword puzzle day. Mm-hmm. That's what today is. <laughs> uh, also on this very date, 1978, police in De Plaines, Illinois, uh, arrest John Wayne Gacy Jr. for murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, how'd you celebrate these two things together?
1: <laughs> I think it's safe to say everybody's thought at least once about what life would be like as a serial killer. And anybody who says they haven't is just saying so because that's what polite society expects them to say. But if you've ever driven more than five miles from your home or visited any mall, grocery store, or Walmart in the world even once, you've at least considered the satisfying rush of a string of completely justifiable homicides or at least a light spree. (laughs) I always thought if I was going to be a serial killer, I'd want to do something fun with it. (laughs) Sure, John Wayne Gacy tried to add a little levity with the whole clown motif, but clowns were already considered kind of creepy long before he put the final nail in that chalky-faced big-shoot coffin. (laughs) (laughs) So after a lot of thought, I think I've settled on my theme. I'd be the activity book killer. (laughs) I'd leave darkly whimsical, custom-made pages of my own twisted, haunting, yet objectively humorous activity book, theme puzzles, <laughs> games, and riddles. I figure if you're leaving a string of senseless mayhem and unspeakable horrors behind, you might as well give the detectives a little something to take their minds off it. So there'd be, like, word searches where it just repeated over and over, up, down, and diagonally would be just, just ha, 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 <laughs> and catch me if you can, stuff like that. Maybe just throw in a Simpsons character name or a random four letter word just to make it fun. (laughs) Maybe little mazes leading to various murder weapons. (laughs) Connect the dots games that always end up being a middle finger. (laughs) (sighs) A little cut out crown of human teeth you can attach to a piece of elastic and wear around. I think my main calling card would probably be those uh, spot the difference puzzles (laughs) where you have two pictures of a crime scene, one before the murder and one after, (laughs) and the biggest difference that almost no one misses circling is the bloody mangled corpse in the center of the picture. (laughs) That's in the after picture. That replaces the image of me in a funny wig and glasses furiously masturbating into what what I imagine is my victim's favorite hat. Almost no one doesn't circle that one. The
0: other four are slightly more difficult to spot. <laughs> <laughs> very good, that was this was today once. All right. Dump. Nick Aragon's still here. Nick Aragon's <laughs> very good. Nick Aragon was actually on the first it's true. episode of Stab. Oh, really? The very oh, first episode wow. of Stab. Almost six years ago. A hundred and fifty three episodes ago. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Okay, Wow. Welcome back. <laughs> Have you done it more than once? I think it was twice. twice yeah. Well, we'll get you back one of these days. <laughs> All right. This next segment: uh, dating profiles of the fictional and/or non-fictional. Uh, please compose a dating profile from the perspective of the following: Corey Beringer. Mm-hmm. Dating profile from a candy cane. Okay.
5: Single white and red confection seeking someone with a love for the classics. <laughs> I'm spicy, but in a refreshing way. Like toothpaste, but bad for your teeth. (laughs) Age doesn't really matter to me because there's no way of knowing how old I am in the first place. Hell, I could be fresh from the factory or left over from the depression. You'll never know and I'll never tell, winky face. My looks are best described as a big upside down J. Or maybe like a cane if it was made out of candy. <laughs> I need someone patient that won't get bored and chomp me up after a few licks. But be careful, because I'm also dangerous. If you suck my bottom end too long, I'll get real pointy and poke your cheek. <laughs>
0: Call me. <laughs> Very good. Cory Berringer, a candy cane. Steve Ferris, dating profile from the perspective of Blitzen.
2: Okay. <clears throat> um, I got my name from playing hoofball. <laughs> uh Capricorn. <laughs> uh, looking for a real doe who can keep up with me and has her life together. <laughs> How else can we have our lives together? <laughs> <laughs> right. Wants kids, gotta make Blitzen Jr. <laughs> Working on getting my own stable.
4: <laughs>
2: I like to get out and graze in fields and stuff. So I guess you could say I love the outdoors. Fresh grass really does taste better than the hay Santa gets. Oh, yeah, yes, I'm that Blitzen. <laughs> Common reindeer name, yeah. I work for Santa. Uh, we deliver presents for a lot of charities on other days of the year to stay busy. Sometimes I'll even work with the police to put out bait boxes. <laughs> and uh, oh, that's, that's it.
0: <laughs> Very good, Steve Ferris. Blitzen, Benton Harsha, let's hear your dating profile from the perspective of a dreidel.
6: All righty. Hi, I'm the I'm a dreidel. Uh, Just a heads up, so things aren't awkward. uh, Palestinians need not apply. Uh, Anyway, hi, my name's Dreidel. Uh, You might remember me from being taught to you in fourth grade for some reason, or from being Jewish yourself. Uh, I don't like to brag about my sex life, but I've been known to keep people having fun for eight nights, wink, wink. I I spend my free time hanging out with a menorah in a box in a garage, and my favorite song is You Spin Me Round by Dead or Alive. And my day job is giving gambling addictions to children. I'm a pretty fun guy. I mean, how many other holidays is it standard to play a gambling game on that holiday? Like on Easter, nobody's like, yeah, we're going to have the egg hunt, but then we're going to play some high stakes blackjack. (laughs) I should probably let you know a little about myself. Each side of the dreidel bears a letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Nun, gimel, hai, and shin, which together forms the acronym for nes gadul hayasham, which in English means a great miracle happened there. And that miracle is my penis. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about my symbols. The first one is Gimel. And if you land on this symbol, you take everything in the pot. Just like how my ex-wife took everything (laughs) from me. I don't want to talk about my symbols anymore. (laughs) If things don't work or click for us on the first date, I don't want to have a second date. I'm not a fan of a two-date solution. (laughs) (laughs) Now, they did write a song about me, a dreidel song, and I'll sing it for you guys now to awkwardly wrap this up. (laughs) Well, I have a nine-inch dreidel. It might sometimes swing, gay. And at the end of dinner, then dreidel shall pay. Oh, dreidel, dreidel, dreidel It's actually still indecisive about being gay. And when it's dry and ready, then dreidel, I will play. It has a lovely body with legs so short and thin. And when it gets all tired, it drops and I will win. Then dreidel takes a blue pill and can spin again. Oh, dreidel, 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 the fun will never end. All right, I've offended the Jewish community enough. (laughs) Very good. Very good.
0: (laughs) Jesse. Making a second appearance on the show tonight, Mm. uh, please have written a dating profile from the perspective of the grandma who got run over by a reindeer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh,
1: Username SabertoothCougar69. 69.
0: (laughs) 69. Yeah, well.
1: (laughs) You know. Uh, Drinks occasionally... Drugs, prescription, <laughs> myself summary. Recently emerging from a loveless long term relationship and embarking upon a world of possibilities as a strong independent woman. Even more recently emerging from an extended coma after surviving a gruesome hit and run accident which left me in a vegetative state. <laughs> what i'm doing with my life getting right back on that uh, starting over (laughs) (laughs) embracing a carefree wild and randy life that i denied myself when i put family before my own happiness It's funny how being turned into a punchline and being left to die can suddenly and drastically change your priorities. <laughs> and even your entire outlook on life. I'm really good at. Baking, karaoke, withstanding a full-on blindsided trampling, <laughs> and brushing it off after a few months of intensive care. Like, it ain't no thing. First thing people notice about me, nothing. I mean... Nothing. <laughs> After the reconstructive surgery, I have been told that you would never even know there were hoof marks on my forehead <laughs> unless someone sang about it to you.
4: <laughs>
1: right to your gosh darn face when they thought you couldn't hear them in your coma. <laughs> And the racks of antlers that literally cover every square inch of the inside walls of my winter cabin since taking up my new passion for hunting. (laughs) Favorite books, movies, shows, music, and food? Pass. (laughs) Spent a lot of time thinking about the sky that night? (laughs) Sprawled out on my back, the stars twinkling behind the gentle fall of snowflakes. (laughs) Fluttering down and landing on my gasping face. (laughs) Six broken ribs and a punctured lung kept me from calling out for help. (laughs) I was certain that that was where I would die. It was beautiful and horrifying all at once. (laughs) 14 hours. That's how long I laid there waiting for death that would not come. (laughs) That's how long it took for someone to wonder, whatever happened to Grandma? (laughs) Most private thing I'm willing to admit. Since waking up, I have dry-clicked my sniper rifle no less than a half dozen times <laughs> on the cross faces of each and every person present that night. <laughs> you may say that's sign of deep psychosis. <laughs> As for me and Killshot, we <laughs> We disagree. <laughs> Oh, no, I should have ended it there, but I didn't. <laughs> you should message me if... You're a patient, understanding, well-hung gentleman <laughs> in his early 20s to mid-30s who know that the blue and silver on the roof match the warm, full rug around my hump hearth.
4: Hump
1: and heart. if, you <laughs> if you open up my gifts... I'll open mine back. Get it? (laughs) Open my back. I think we understand each
0: other. (laughs) Grandma means butt stuff. (laughs) Very good. That was the dating profiles of the fictional and or or (laughs) non-fictional.
4: That brings us to our
0: final uh, segment called Movie Makeup Christmas Edition. Uh... Please compose a synopsis. Please have composed a synopsis based on the following made-up movie titles. Uh, All titles were brought to you by WordCounter.net's Random Word Generator and Just a Sprinkle of Christmas. Corey Berenger, the name of your movie is called The Tinsel Fruit Spy. The Tinsel Fruit Spy.
5: Yeah, so um, (laughs) this is a holiday classic, of course. Um, And uh, much like Shaft, it actually has a theme song that I think... uh, Really properly gets the point across of the whole movie. You, you could just listen to the song and, like, that's the movie. Uh, so I'd like to sing you the official Ooh. theme to the Tinsel Fruit Spy. More singing. Um, and by all means, if you feel so compelled, join in on the choruses, because it is, like, you know, a holiday favorite. Um, so here we go
3: <laughs> Tinsel Fruit Spy, spy that eats tinsel. Tinsel fruit spy, spy that eats tinsel. He's a deadly double agent with a strange fascination of munching silver string that they use for decoration. (laughs) Tinsel fruit spy, spy that eats tinsel. Tinsel fruit spy, spy that eats tinsel. At first it wasn't easy, because the tinsel's really chewy. He told himself it's fruit, and now he puts it in a smoothie. Tinsel fruit spy, spy that eats tinsel. Tinsel fruit spy, spy that eats tinsel, who does he work for, who can he trust? Tinsel is the taste of his insatiable lust. <laughs> tinsel fruit spy, spy that eats <laughs> tinsel. Tinsel fruit spy, spy <laughs> that eats tinsel. He's got a license to kill, but he doesn't use it often. Tinsel in his tummy made intense and soften. Tinsel fruit, <laughs> fruit spy, spy that eats tinsel. Tinsel fruit spy, spy that eats tinsel. Fuck yeah!
0: Very good. There we go. The Christmas classic. Thank you. Tinsel fruit. It's very good, very good, very good. Stephen Ferris. The name of your movie is called Nippy Prison.
2: Okay. Uh, I wasn't sure if this was supposed to be racist or not. No.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna say no. Yeah, no.
2: <laughs> it I didn't make it racist. Okay. Good. Right. <laughs> okay. Good. All right. Uh, Okay, it's the place, (laughs) Nippy Prison is the place where the elves take all the bad adults, uh, cryogenically freezing them for their entire sentence. Uh, And then one day, (laughs) one day, Mrs. Claus accidentally frees an elf by giving it a stocking. This is where the
0: lawyers... Right, okay. <laughs> okay. They, they come,
2: legally, it was a gray area, but the jury sided with the elf that technically it was a sock, and then the elf started to free nonviolent offenders from nippy prisons. <laughs> uh, but they'd be on their own uh, from there on out, and a lot of them uh, were freezing to death around the pole. <laughs> uh A few manage to survive and go back to Nippy Prison to find the elf. Then they have to decide if they want to become violent offenders by getting revenge against the elf for setting them free, only to almost die, (laughs) or find forgiveness through some kind of Christmas miracle or difficult choice.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: it? Okay. All right. Good. Never know. Yeah. <laughs> Benton, wait, the, wait, oh, wait. No, was there, was there a, oh, he got us. Uh, <laughs> okay. Benton, the name of your movie, uh, to make up, is called Harmonious Smite. Harmonious Smite.
6: All right. This is a. Uh, this is the movie trailer. <laughs> He's back and better than ever, one of the toughest policemen to ever hit the streets. It's Jesus Christ, the cop with a soft spot for prostitutes. He's back for another thrilling case against the forces of evil, and he'll take on anyone that gets in his way. Jesus Christ is more hot-headed than ever. And then it like, cuts to a scene of Jesus shaking down a crook, and the crook's like holding a bottle of water. And Jesus is like, if you don't tell me what I want, I'm arresting you for public drunkenness. And the crook's like, but I'm not drinking. And then Jesus is like, look again. And then throws him in jail. And water turns into wine. And then after pulling that move, he gets suspended for three days by his police chief, TV evangelist Billy Graham. (laughs) After suspension, he gets a new partner, the Dalai Lama. It's the classic routine of bad cop, transcendental cop. (laughs) Together they fight to take down an agnostic kingpin who's at the center of a ring of LA atheist Reddit (laughs) threats. The movie is full of action, suspense, and the Chinese government saying Jesus' partner isn't the real Dalai Lama. (laughs) In the end, they have to face against their ultimate enemies, Judas and the Chinese Dalai Lama, and it all comes (laughs) together. See it in theaters this fall.
0: Very good. Very good, Benton. That wasn't supposed to be racist, though. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, very good. I don't know. Chinese <laughs> government has taken a beating through this show, I would have to say. They've, okay. It's about good. time. Yeah, it's about, yeah. That's what I came here for, John. <laughs> you and your agenda. Stab has been too buddy-buddy with the Chinese government <laughs> yeah. for too <chulo>. long.
6: Big China. <laughs>
0: Jesse Jones, yep. the name of your movie is called The Righteous Chubby Pump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Righteous Chubby Pump.
1: I do think I took it the only way you could. (laughs) (laughs) The Righteous Chubby Pump is actually the story of the sad, brief, and painful physiological difficulties faced by the Grinch after his abrupt reversal of holiday cheer, which caused his heart to spontaneously grow three sizes in a matter of moments. Righteous Chubby Pump. Uh, The original story glosses over what exactly that enlargement meant physically. In the original telling, it's simply assumed that the Grinch's heart tripled or at most quadrupled in size depending on your interpretation of growing three sizes.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: the unfortunate reality was that the growth was actually exponential, leaving the, <laughs> leaving the Grinch with an even more dangerously inflated vascular organ 20 times its original size. If I understand how to do exponential growth yes, correctly. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after the initial rush of 20 times the normal amount of blood being forced through his body subsided, the horrors of his new condition quickly took hold as all of his extremities began to swell, grotesquely ballooning up to frightening proportions. <laughs> Whoville doctors did everything within their power to help the Grinch, operating with their scalpivalors. <sighs> and irradiating with their chemo (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Yeah, I didn't get a chance to proofread this Uh, but ultimately all the who's of Whoville could only gather around the Grinch's deathbed and sing in a futile effort to drown out his blood curdling howls of agony (laughs) the righteous chubby pump Still probably a better idea than the new Cringe movie that (laughs) came out just a couple weeks ago.
0: (laughs) Very good. That's the end of Stab. One more time. For everyone you saw, Corey Berenger, Steve Ferris, Benjamin Harshaw, Jesse Jones. I'm your host, John Morris Ross IV. Uh, If you'd like to hear more Stabs, go to one of our many online outlets, the primary of which being Spotify right now. I believe that's where we're pushing people towards. Uh, come back and see us. We're here every Friday night at 10 p.m. Have a good night. Thank you.